Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sue and I want to talk about how to navigate comic relationships. Enjoy! Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So Sue and I, today we're going to talk about how to navigate karmic relationships. So this is a very important topic. Karma is self-inflicted task you gave yourself, to yourself. A lot of people think like, okay, this is a punishment from God or yada, yada, yada. But from my experience de- dealing with my client, when they go back to the root cause, and then I ask, why did you create this? It's always about a learning experience because they wanted to learn um, the other side of the, you know, um, role, or they wanted to know, or they wanted to grow to overcome whatever the lesson because they couldn't overcome last time. So this is self-inflicted. So after 2012, we shifted third 3D to 4D. There is no karma. There is no karmic energetic construct on earth. So this is self-inflicted task you give on yourself. There is no more karmic uh, repetitious cycle in this planet Earth unless you guys are vibrating on 3D. So we want to get into our tips and. Uh, what we can do, how we can navigate this, how we can end this karmic cycle for good. So mm-hmm. Sue, tell me about your thought and uh, about these karmic relationships. Okay. Well, um, as you said, Erica, we when we're in spirit, we're making our life plan for this incarnation. We have um, certain things that we wish to experience and we set into that life plan um, either people to meet or experiences to have in order to learn those lessons. And then once, so once the karmic situation occurs and you're in the midst of it, um, once you've resolved what that lesson is, you've learned it, you've internalized it, then it's time for it to end. And whether that's a relationship or um, maybe a, a situation in a job, for example, or a course of study, whatever that happens to be, it it starts to feel uh, redundant. Maybe uh, you know it's it's just time for that to end because you've learned the lesson. It's so hanging on to it is stagnation, and your soul wants to keep moving on. It wants to keep learning and growing, and so hanging on to something that is karmic in nature after you've learned what you needed from it, it it becomes detrimental in your life. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how to um, identify that and let it go. And this is also going to maybe segue into what some of the things we've talked about before. But I thought maybe, um, do you want to, Erica, give possibly an example or your thoughts on how to figure it out when that karmic lesson is, it's time to go? (laughs) When it's time to go. Of course, you think your mind and uh, um, who you think you are, which is your mind or your ego is in the driver's seat. And then you feel like, okay, I got this and I'm gonna keep on going. Like for example, my entertainment work, because that was 
my childhood dream since I was three years old. So I was super committed to do this until I die. Okay. <laughs> I was that committed. And then when your soul, your spiritual team, your divine self do have a different plan for the sake of a collective, not just for you, but bigger picture, they're going to interfere. And of course, these are free will, but they're going to interfere and make your life really difficult yep. you can't even go through whatever your plan you planned and then everything gonna start to crashing down left and right and you can't you can proceed anymore like all the shot like last time we talked about and then we can move so you have to make another decision when every door shut like are you keep on going hanging there when Dwight shut and there's nowhere to go? That's a sign. Like you have to finish one journey and you have to jump onto a totally different journey that, you know, maybe you guys might be talking to your guys like myself and they keep on suggesting like you should go for, um, you know, coaching or healing or yada, yada, yada. And you just push aside. That's not what I want to do. I just want to do entertainment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, was, that was me. Like I can, I can just do healing stuff through my entertainment product. I'm not going to do like all this healing stuff and coaching stuff. And I don't think so. And that was, that was my, 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 I guess, ego or my mind, but they're yeah. going to shut everything down. And then you have to make your own decision. That is free will. But your team going to make sure you're going to make that free will by yeah, shutting everything either, down. You're either going to reroute with all the signs or you're going to exit. Because if you keep staying too far away from your life plan, eventually your your life essence will drain, right? And And we know yeah, that. Yeah from hypnosis, you know, working in hypnosis and talking to people's spirit teams. But, uh, you know, hopefully we get the point before then, right? I mean, that's when illness starts setting in and things. And that's the important um, serious side of what we're talking about that I just want to bring up is that um, if, if individuals can persist on not seeing the signs and going in the direction of where their heart is telling them, i.e. also your spirit team, because that's where you hear it through your heart. So if you're not going towards what brings you joy and what helps you to feel good in life, eventually you're going to manifest illness in your body because, you know, fighting, 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 it has energetic consequences to the body. The body is human. So even though our souls, our spirits are infinite and you, they cannot be destroyed, your body is finite and um so not paying attention to the signs not going flowing forward and moving on after a karmic um relationship or situation is complete then that's when we start also seeing symptoms of illness also and like uh, financial problem too or a lot yeah. of like uh you know other external trouble is happening everywhere like uh bombing is hitting here and there like everywhere is like wow what is going on here all of a sudden like i'm in turmoil exactly yeah and that's you know 
I've had several individuals. I just spoke to somebody last night who was in that position where she, I mean, she was literally crying and she just, my whole life is falling apart. And, you know, so I had to just deconstruct that with her and help her to understand, no, some doors shut for you, which means this isn't for you anymore. Now, now what are you interested in doing? And um, so, you know, taking a deep breath and taking the time to get out of your, um, allow those emotions to come in and process. So I'd say I don't make any big decisions when something happens um, that I'm upset about for three days. I give myself three days. And that's where your emotions and your mind, because when it first happens, your emotions up here and your brain's down here. And then you give yourself some time, you know, to work it through a couple of days and then your emotions and your mind can be here. And that's where you can make clear decisions. And that's where you can get out of ego, which says, no, I made this decision. I have to do it this way. And you can get into connecting with the feeling and the mind. See, the ego is our defense mechanism that we come into this world with to keep us alive. Our ego is there to tell us, no, don't touch that. That's hot. It's going to burn your hand. But once we become adults, we can integrate the ego into the rest of us and say, you know what? I got this. I don't need you to tell me that I'm in danger because I'm doing something that's exciting or something that I've never done before. I'm okay. You know, we're not in the stone ages anymore where we needed that ego just for survival. The ego is something that we can appreciate and say, thank you for always looking out for me all my life. Talk to it just like it's an entity because it really is. It has its own energy. And, um, but I need you to take a back seat now because I got this, right? Yeah, it's really important. That's why, you know, Sue and I, we help our clients go through um, past regressions because sometimes it's very difficult for us to, you know, um, find out the cause of why we keep on self-sabotaging or keep on jumping into the repetitious patterns and, uh, you know, why we can quit something. We really know this is not good for us, right? Yeah. Sometimes, like, for example, you would say you would find out that somebody came from maybe the death camps of World War II. Maybe they had a lifetime there, just for example. And um, so there's a victim pattern associated with anybody that went through that, any soul that went through that. If it carried over into this lifetime, maybe the soul didn't quite um, uh, fully experience what it is to find their own power. Okay, so they decided to come back into this life and they put some lessons at some karmic either relationships or situations where they're going to learn to stand up for themselves. They're going to learn to find their internal power. Well, the individual we're working with, say, for example, they just can't get out of the victim mentality. Everybody's out to get them, so to speak. That's where the hypnosis really helps. To, to help them realize and see just as a movie playing out in front of them what they actually went through to be able to emphasize em, have empathy for their own self for having experienced that and then to be able to release it with the, the assistance of their spirit team. And then that way it, um, it releases an individual from um, the memory of that trauma and, and it's almost like a clean slate you know, that yeah. I could start seeing the world through different eyes. 
it's super effective that's why we are doing it because you know when we do regular therapy let's say talking to the therapist you know i was on you know a marriage counseling before like you know me and my ex-husband get divorced and then it was hundred dollars per hour and then all like i i think we talked about it a year and a half or two years like all we did was wasted our money okay so yeah. I just thought I could talk about all these two friends instead of paying counselor or therapist hundred dollars per hour. <laughs> so yeah, because and a lot of people's insurance don't even really cover therapy, or they only cover certain ones. And what happens if you don't have a connection with that therapist? I mean, having the right therapist to talk to is everything. You know, you can go talk to any Joe Blow, but if you're not having an energetic connection with them, you're not going to want to open up and tell them all your. Well, oh, your you deepest, darkest. About it, but it's like, expensive. Yeah, when you're just talking about it, you're just talking about it. You're not solving any kind of a childhood trauma by talking about it, right? And, you know, especially when you're not awakened at all, you don't even know how to meditate. You know, you're so far away from this spiritual thing. And the only thing you think you can heal yourself is talking to the therapist, but you just talking about it doesn't solve anything. You may know about knowledge or information, but information doesn't solve anything. You know what I really love about um, quantum healing is that, so for myself, I spent seven years in therapy back in the day, and um, it wasn't that expensive. I, I found somebody who was a spiritual teacher, thankfully, but um, in any event, I had to do my own work. I had to read. I had homework. I had to write. I had to deal with the pain. I had to look at myself and where I needed to grow. So it is all personal work. The, the thing I love about quantum healing is an individual can have one session and have a complete breakthrough because the spirit team comes in and just shows them exactly what they need to focus on without going off into 500 other areas and tangents and whatnot. So, you know, I think it's a lot more succinct and and um effective way of it dealing is. It yeah is. You, we don't have to waste any time our time and our client time yeah and time is money you're right about that yeah so especially 100 bucks a pop that's that's cheap for nowadays nowadays it's probably like more like 250 a session so you take that times a year and you're you're looking at some money yeah it is so how can we, you know, when st stuff is falling down all over, that is a sign of, you know, your spirit team or your soul, because no matter how strong your mind is, your soul always overrides, because soul is a driver's seat. So more you resist, everything gonna fall, up, fall all over <laughs> until you stop. The first thing that comes to mind is that we need to understand and, and really believe that no connection that we sever is ever truly severed. And, and this lifetime is such a blip on the map of all the life. We're infinite. Our souls are infinite. So saying goodbye to somebody in this lifetime doesn't mean you'll never see them again, you know, if you want to. Um, because once we're in spirit, we can make any connections we wish. And we can even make connections to each other if we're not physically seeing one another through energetic, just sending love into the airwaves. So, but, you know, 
a separation or an ending of a relationship doesn't mean the end forever and ever. Amen. It means for now I'm acting in my best interest and in doing what I need to do for myself. And I'll see you later. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not well, a forever. You can, you can form a new relationship if you are placed to do so. Like me and my ex-husband in the beginning, we decided to become best friends forever because uh -huh. I thought that was really important for me. But when he met his soulmate, she didn't want him to meet me anymore. So, you know, we yeah. had to respect her opinion. And that yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that happens a lot. And, and let's put it this way. Like you said earlier, if you're busy trying to hang on to a karmic relationship when the lesson is done, you're preventing yourself from meeting that next person that's intended to be in your life. Yes. That was the biggest lesson. I, I'm not sure if my ex-husband and I had the karmic relationship, but the point is, um, if he kept on hanging to be with me and married to me and having okay relationship with me, even though you know, trust and love is dead, you know, within us, we all have his friendship, you know, okay, marriage, you know, but like, if we had that, he missed meeting his soulmate. Yeah. And that would have been a tragedy, really. And mm -hmm. you, right? Because yeah. Yeah, beings, we all are entitled to create our happiness and pursue it. Yeah. And then, Back then when I made that decision, I didn't know that he, I did it for me, you know, but I didn't know my decision end up making him meeting his soulmate. He had to go through a couple of people before meeting her because he had to learn the lesson, what not to say to women. <laughs> when you say something and then when you say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Well, saying sorry doesn't like, I doesn't know, erase it you know when just, you say something yeah. terrible you're done it depends but yeah i can agree with you that can happen for sure yeah yeah well, you know, it's funny my ex-husband said to me one day this was we were talking about our son together and um he said you know if you and i had met when i was 30 we would still be together and i wasn't going to disagree with him you know because i mean that's okay if, if he believes that, but um, I don't think so. Ours was definitely a karmic relationship, A, to bring my son into the world, and B, so that I could see, and that he could see also, you know, self-love. And um, we were just, we were so young when we, when we met and married that, um, I don't know, I was so immature back then. But um, it, it helped me to grow up pretty quickly and to become... To gain a wisdom so i'm eternally grateful for that relationship not just for our, our shared son but also for the the lessons that i learned and i always wish him you know love and happiness and joy in life and um he has another he he's met his soulmate they have a child together and he's in college now and um he's doing really really well and then her kids you know he's been a great father to them so, I mean, if we had just done everything we could to keep this relationship together for the sake of our son, we would have missed out on all those good things that we experienced in our lives. And uh, I'm, I'm with my, my true soulmate. I know that and um, probably will be until, until I die. And, that, and, you know, 
until I get confirmation otherwise. Um, so I'm really, really super glad that, that it didn't work out and uh, it wasn't easy. It, it wasn't was easy. easy. You know, like I was lucky that my twin flame catalyst stepped in and then he helped me to transform completely like from, um, I'm not really sure what to do in my life. Uh, should I, you know, I don't like my marriage. I don't know from, okay, I gotta be who I am and just be confident. And doesn't matter what other people say for your heart. Like he taught me to be like that. And I become like that person. And I mean, I eventually become that person after we going out, but just us being friends at my, during my marriage, um, it influenced me to give me some kind of benchmark and then it helped me to make my decision because I'm thinking like um, I'm more worried about what other people think or my mother what my mother gonna say or you know all that kind of stuff like I was worried about other people so much like how you know like are they gonna tell me i told you so you know <laughs> that kind of thing yeah and, you know yeah, it's no fun long time to like come out with my dark night of the soul four years every day questioning myself like uh am i what should i do like you know but and you don't even know after you make a decision to end your relationship you don't even know what's going to happen in the future, right? But yeah. it's turned out to be when you follow your heart, never stare the wrong direction, always the right direction, right? So uh, completely. he saw me and your ex-husband and you end up meeting soulmate as well, right? You didn't yeah. know you made the decision back then, right? No, and as a matter of fact, I was fully prepared to spend my life alone with my son rather than be treated badly. I dated a fella after my marriage, um, after we separated and he didn't treat me very well. And I was kind of crazy about him. And um, luckily my counselor assisted me in seeing that that's not the way I wanted to go. But um, yeah. I, after that point, I, I was fully prepared to be alone the rest of my life rather than be with somebody that wouldn't treat me properly, at least as good as I treat them. And um, so interesting that my current husband, my soulmate, he had basically come to a similar conclusion. We had this discussion, we laugh about it now, but he decided he wasn't, he was done with relationship. He had been engaged twice and, um, you know, long story short, both of them had had uh, other relationships and one just flat out told him, you know, Unless you want to quit college and come home and marry me and we'll get a double wide trailer and start popping out babies and I'm not interested in you and that wasn't what he wanted for his life. So anyway, we both had our challenging relationships and we both had come to the decision that we were willing to be alone and with ourselves rather than be in a relationship that was detrimental to us. And so I think that's how we opened the door. That's how we changed the energy that allowed us to be together. Mm -hmm. and, so uh, that's good when, you know, people come out from, uh, you know, this stuck position and make a decision. But what can we advise on people 
who are still stuck or feeling bad about being stuck in this karmic situation and the stuff is falling apart. Uh, what I can tell them is very important um, for you to nurture yourself and then love yourself. And then don't think like, okay, you have to make a huge life decision today. Okay, you can do baby steps. Yeah. Little tiny steps to honoring yourself, honoring your feeling, um, started to, um, what you gonna call it, drawing the boundaries and then start being yourself. Little bit of baby steps gonna take you to eventually gigantic steps. So yep. that's what I'm telling you. Like when you decided to not to, what you gonna call it? <laughs> You don't want to jump out of the frying pan just yet. Yeah. You want to get out of it enough to safe distance and start thinking about the big picture. Yeah, like don't don't think like oh well, I gotta make a decision right now. Like small steps, baby yeah. steps. And I agree with what you said completely. And I would only add to it that uh, I'm a list person, so I would start writing a list, uh, a journal of some kind, and. Um, Start listing what do you think this relationship is teaching you? What are you learning from this relationship? Or if it's a job or if it's, you know, whatever it happens to be, whatever karmic situation needs to be resolved. And um, keep in touch because what that's doing is that's helping you to keep track of your experiences in a way that you can come back and easily look at it, visual, revisit it and say, oh, and guess what? This just happened today, and I'm gonna add that to this on the list. This is just proving my point, right? So when we can visually have something, a tool that helps us put the pieces together and see what the lesson is, mm -hmm. I also, think that's helpful. It is also, and when, you know, every day you feel like you, you, you can win this, you know, you want to just uh, be stuck in this situation. But every time you make a decision to change yourself, even a little bit, congratulating yourself. Yes. Don't blame on yourself like, uh, I'm a loser, I'm powerless, I can't do this, I, maybe I deserve this relationship. Mm. Okay, stop yeah. self-negative talking because that voice is probably coming from, could be your you know, parents or whoever, caretaker when, or it could be your schoolmate in your childhood time, you know, all this negative voice, that's not your voice. That's a programming telling you all this, you know, horrible thought about yourself. So yeah. when you are creating better situation for you, nobody else, but for you, even a little bit, congratulating you on yourself. Absolutely. Like you said, you know, baby steps are beautiful. I mean, what do we want to see? One of the most things we want to see with children is when they first start walking, because it's it's such it's such a courageous thing when you when that child who is all wobbly and everything finally decides that they're going to risk it and they're going to take that step. I mean, that's why we love that so much. But let's let's give that to ourselves. Let's give ourselves the gift and the pat on the back. I mean, if we knew then what we know now we wouldn't have been in the relationship at all, <laughs> right? Yes. We would have stepped right around that little puppy, but, you know, we would have got out of it. Super important because 
you know, before we wrap up, you know, for me, my, you know, uh, marriage was extremely important because I followed my fear and I got married. So after that, I learned a big lesson. Don't follow my fear, follow my heart, always. So every single time fear hit me or my job situation or relationship situation, whatever the big situation, I did learn my lesson. So, <laughs> so I follow my heart and then I take care of my fear like by working on myself or if I can't do it on my own, I ask other people to help me. Yeah, asking for help is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think as human beings we're here on this planet having these experiences so that we can, we can make all of our decisions in a vacuum. Just be very careful who you're putting your trust in, right? The sources that you're going to and feel into it. You know, when you hear something that doesn't sound right from someone else, for you, it's not right for you. You're going to feel that right away. Trust that. But I mean, if you go to a, a reliable source, somebody that does this kind of work for consultation and that sort of thing, feel into that energy as well. Does that person feel, do you feel attracted, not in a, in a relationship sort of way, but do you feel attracted to their energy? Does their energy feel good to you? And um, yeah, asking for help is, I think, one of the bravest things anybody can do. Yeah, because we can't do everything on our own. That's why we have other people around us, right? We can yeah. be efficient and self-sufficient enough, but we can always help from others. Right. Absolutely, I agree. All righty. So that's what we wanted to talk today with you guys about. And next week, we're going to bring more interesting content for you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much, Sue. Thanks, Erica. It was a pleasure. Thank you. So please share, like, and if anybody else around you is having this kind of karmic uh, difficult situation, share this content for your friends. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, that Okay, thank you so much for listening. So if you guys missed the previous episode, it's important to listen because they are all interconnected with each other. And next week, we're going to talk about how your spirit teams and the higher self help you to direct your life plan, your soul plan you have planned for this life. So this is a very important episode and you don't want to miss it. See you next Friday. Bye!